0: I was there. I don't have to listen to it. <laughs> this week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Del Marva. I am Todd from goodcleanfunlife.com. dot com. I am Tony Russo. No relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Del Marva, a podcast about the life about the life. <laughs> <laughs> about life and culture on the Delmarva peninsula Todd drinks because he gets to live here I drink because I have to live here and that's just the way things
1: are and uh, we've uh, we've got we've gone back to doing this live on YouTube and sure enough out of the shoot we got a nice long pause before the intro okay and, and um yeah so apologies but you know, I think uh I think we'll we'll work things out
0: Oh, okay. I, I didn't do anything though.
1: No, you know, oh, no. very good. I was like, I, I said, go live, and then I'm like, oh crap, I need to do the opener and scramble, <laughs> there you go. I you well, know five well, seconds of.
0: Yeah, if they're gonna if if they're if they're dip out after the first five seconds, then they they were on the wrong page anyway. Right. <laughs> nobody's, right. nobody's gonna stumble across this and say, oh well, five seconds is too long to wait, um, unless they have to watch a, a, a an ad first, which. I don't think we have those kind of numbers just yet. And we got so much stuff to talk about. I've been away. Todd's been away. Uh, We've both been back. Um, I had some, I said, I had some really cool things happen. If you are watching on YouTube or if you care to check out the video, I'm wearing a super cool shirt that I'm very proud of. It's very outside of my comfort zone. I've decided that I'm so ties. of just, I liked wearing ties, but they've just, it's time for me to admit that people don't wear them anymore. Right, right. Um, and so I've decided to start buying print shirts, and I could never wear a print shirt with a tie, I'm not that cool, but I, I feel like you know, like I've got little flowers and stuff on this one. I bought one with owls on it, which is probably the most outrageous piece of clothing that I've ever owned. That wasn't yeah. like a Hawaiian shirt, so I'm very feeling very dressed up today. Yeah, um, looks
1: nice, and uh, print shirts are in this, uh. This fashion update from a couple of middle-aged white men.
0: Yeah, you know, if you're if you're taking fashion tips from us, you know that you're even less cool than we. Yes. So much to get into this week, Guy. But each week, first, we start with our sponsor. Our sponsor of the drinks that we're drinking and a local business that we like. Like, I am on dumb luck because it's been a couple weeks since I had babies, but I am on babysitting duty today. So I am drinking... Coffee from my favorite from my favorite coffee mug. This is a, an old timey mug, um, fire fireware or something it's called, and uh, it's very it's very nineteen seventies, possibly late sixties. And uh, I just like the color of it. It's it's one of those small. I also like small coffee cups. I don't like a huge mm. cup of coffee. I like ten small cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps it hot that way, right? I guess so. <laughs> this is cold, but. The, the, it it doesn't have to get cold if you're committed to drinking it. But I lose track of things. I was on a i had a I had a relatively important interview yesterday that I that I ended up conducting. Um, but it was three ten, and it was a four o'clock interview, and I started to write, and the next thing I knew, it was four ten, like seconds later. It was like time right. travel, and I actually said it to the guy, and he's like, "Yeah, that happens to me too." So he was really cool about it. But yeah, so I once I I don't know why I care whether coffee's hot or not. Since once I sit down to start writing, that coffee's not getting touched until I run out of things to type <laughs> about.
1: Well, similarly, I'm actually drinking bourbon and I like 10 big cups of bourbon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and each week uh, and I'm sorry, and our other sponsor is me, uh the my book anyway, uh, Dragged into the light, um, which which has you know getting a little a little a little new attention and I'm really hoping to start doing interesting promoting things i wrote my first bagel manifesto in three months mm-hmm. this week and i got you know people people responded and thank you so much for actually listening and uh, and writing back when you have something to say because it really does make it i just always feel like i'm just shouting into the void i mean sorry i always am shouting in the vo- <laughs> into the void but if someone notices me shouting in the into the void and says hey i'm glad to see you shouting into the void that makes me that makes me feel a little bit better Mm -hmm. um so several things we want to get to this week something just occurred to me and i don't know if we want to do it this week or next week i don't know when the elections are Mm -hmm. um but i've been getting an awful lot of election mail have you been getting like are your votes up for grab or do they not bother sending you election i've been getting
1: i've I've been getting a lot of uh text messages and some some mail stuff but
0: Did I tell you I had an argument with one of the texts? They actually made the mistake of having a human. Oh, wow. No. Yeah, a a human. And I'm like, I hope you get eye cancer. These people are all (laughs) awful. So one of the things that I find
1: interesting is I don't – maybe because we have a family phone plan and Natalie set it up, but like nine times out of ten when I do get a text – and I don't – I. I don't. I won't berate anybody for sending a text because I ignore my friends' texts just right. as easily <laughs> as I ignore uh, political text. But a lot of times, these texts will come across as like, "Hey, Natalie, this is Joe Schmo from this or that," and uh, and then it's you know, yeah, like the the first two words, it's a, dead, it's a dead giveaway.
0: So this is what's important about it, and this is why I hate texts so much, and I particularly hate them from progressive. Or Democratic candidates. Um, Because the question is. Should it be opt-in. Or Mm opt-out. And you know. The free market fucking maniacs. On the right. Say it should be opt-out. And you should have to say stop. To as many assholes. As as can lay their hands. On your phone number. Setting Mm -hmm. aside that it's already kind of technically. Against the law with the do not call. And. The fact that they continue it means that they hate us. But from progressive candidates, what's even worse is the recognition that they are scum suckers who deserve to get cancer as well. And the reason that I like to say that is because they're more interested in making money than it. Like, we know this about conservatives. We know this about the Republican Party. Their primary thing is how do we get richer before anybody comes and drags us out of our houses and puts us on a guillotine, guillotine. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't want to mispronounce the death mechanism. <laughs> um, but you would expect the press, the, the, you would expect the progressive candidates to back the 89.999%. And I don't think that's a made up number of people who have said they would rather have to opt in than opt out. Like, opt out. Everyone yeah. wants to opt out I mean, everybody wants to opt in, except the people who are in charge of making the laws who also get money from text messaging us 10 or 15 times a day in the run up to the elections. It mm-hmm. is disgusting. It is deplorable. And it is why I'm imploring you to not vote. There are no there's nobody worth voting for. And they just want to take your money. The no matter how liberal you think your candidate is, primarily what they want to do is take your money. The money poor woman not poor woman sorry the, the the wealthy board woman who is running against andy harris hashtag andy harris is a boob isn't going to win but she's going to end the election richer than she was when she started and what we have here on the eastern shore is a collection of democrats who make their living earning who make their livings on campaign donations and a collection of republicans who make their livings on backdoor donations from donors and they're all disgusting. And I swear to God, I would not bat an eye if they all died in a fiery crash, as long as they lived long enough to realize how much pain they were in. That would be, that's my hope. That's my hope for anyone who, who earns, who earns their living as a professional politician. I hope that you burn to death, but you don't die before you realize how much it hurts to burn to death. Like maybe for like 20 minutes, half an hour. Maybe roasted to death.
1: Oh, Tony! Always a refreshing, uh, you know, way to kick off. It's been two weeks since I've seen you, and and um, I have
0: only happy things written down here too. I didn't even mean to
1: say that. Really, really feeling good about you know this uh, this feel good podcast that we've been doing for umpteen years, and um, you know our our position in place in life. So. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that commentary.
0: <laughs> this brought to you by not anyone other than Tony. <laughs> yeah.
1: I will implore, <laughs> I will implore everyone to vote because that's what I tell my kids, and uh, if it's good enough for my kids, uh, I think it should be it's, it's good, good enough, enough for you. Them.
0: That's fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I don't. I'm, enough. By the way, I don't dislike people who vote, but if you're looking for a reason not to vote, ask me. I'll give you thirty. <laughs> Um, let's start with, uh, let's start with your one cool thing. So each week we talk about one cool thing that happens to uh, happen to us because we lived here or because we work here. Of course, I, I already mentioned an uncool thing that happened, which is having to go out every day. I have a garbage can literally next to my mailbox and I take all the mail out of my garbage, out of my mailbox, and I put it in the garbage unless it's hand addressed to me personally. Right. Um, so that's my that's my that's my thing go ahead i'm sorry so so what what was your one cool thing this week
1: well uh in in this past week uh yeah we were uh able to put together a, a nice little video uh as we do for the freeman stage and this is the time of year where it always comes up that the freeman stage is not just the performances that happen at the freeman stage but they spend a lot of time uh out of season of performances, uh, doing good work in the school systems. So uh, essentially, providing art programs um, for kids in school, uh, targeting you know a lot of the the middle and uh, elementary school kids, and just talking a lot about the the arts, the importance of the arts, and um, and and presenting things to kids that in a lot of cases don't have the opportunity to even go see a show at the Freeman stage, uh, let alone see any sort of live performance anywhere. And that happened this past week. They kicked it off. um, They were at Stephen Decatur High School, but uh, were bringing in a couple of the the area middle schools to uh, watch these guys uh, perform. And the the group that performed uh, was... It was ripe for a SNL sketch, um, just by their just by their definition. Um, however, they were incredibly talented and executed uh, executed it incredibly well, and it was a lot of fun. And th- this group is called Hip Hop Fundamentals. So these are four guys from the East Coast: Philadelphia, Brooklyn. And um, were incredible breakdancers. And they were using breakdance to explain and uh, make learning about the civil rights movement enjoyable.
0: So I have to, I I, I want to interrupt you for just a moment, only because my wife is a teacher and she was in attendance and she described it almost exactly the way you did. mm. She's like, it should have been awful it should have been hysterical yes but it was yeah. a lot of fun and it was really good that's almost it, exactly what it's almost exactly what you said it's funny She's like to, when i tell you about it you're not gonna believe it it's <laughs> like yeah hey kids
1: we're gonna do some hip-hop dancing and we're gonna learn about uh, civil rights yeah um but it's good it's, it,
0: the, it, it is, is apparently the point
1: well the, the point is is that i wasn't in charge of it and be, <laughs> be, because of that um it was it was phenomenal uh, i had a chance to interview the the guys who were uh, doing it and turns out they have uh, th- these four guys have been doing it for close to a decade so you know maybe maybe when they first started out they just you know wanted to dance on stage in front of anybody and this was an avenue to do that perhaps that's how it started uh but the program that they put together ended up being good. The kids were very engaged, um, you know, so Kelly was there and um, and there were, uh, you know, so there is uh, Snow Hill and I don't know the, all the other schools, but um, uh, and Snow Pokemon, Hill,
0: Pokemon, BIS and BIS.
1: Um, and it was uh, it, it was fantastic. And it wasn't so like over the top and, you know, kind of. uh cheesy that these guys came off as being pretty relatable and and definitely earned the respect of these young uh, men and women these young kids who i have a hard time gaining the respect of like i think that's one of the hardest segment of the population to gain respect for yeah from and um and it and it was uh, it was really good. And then, uh, as I was saying, I uh, interviewed them after the fact, and incredibly passionate about what they're doing, incredibly intelligent and incredibly uh, motivated to spread the word about the arts. And you know, these are guys that have now made a, a career breakdancing, right? And um, it was it was really something special. Put together a little video. Um, you'll probably be able to see that on the Freeman Arts Pavilion uh social channels. And it's worth it's, it's worth checking out just to hear some of the things they say and see some of the reactions of the kids and, and that sort of thing.
0: Now, do they do they host the 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 video on their site or do they have a YouTube channel that you put the things on or actually uh
1: they uh Freeman has set up their own YouTube channel and they'll be putting that up. Um and they've been very Active on Instagram, trying to grow that their audience there. So definitely uh, check them out on Instagram. It's Freeman Arts Pavilion. Freeman Arts Pavilion on Instagram. Right. I'm just yeah, just double checking Freeman Arts
0: Pavilion. Um, If you're close enough, you'll find it. But they'll you know, but you'll have to watch you know ten people. TikTok dancing because
1: because <laughs> if you put in uh civil rights break dancing, I don't know, maybe maybe yeah. these the fundamental guys will uh, will will pop up.
0: It's absolutely possible. Instagram was it was was the heartbreaker for me because I really thought I was going to, you know, get back onto social media on on Instagram, and they're like, oh, you're one of the twelve people that hasn't moved over to TikTok. Well, here's what TikTok would be like. And now if... you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, one of the I had a conversation earlier this week with a colleague about, you know, my frustration in the late stage newspaper game where people are like, you know, we need to keep it short. We need to have headlines and we need to and like it's not 1920 anymore. Like mean, mm. if anyone's making the effort to pick up a newspaper, it's because they want to read. You know everything. Yeah. They're getting the gist on social media. If they pick up the paper, they want to read a story about it. And I feel, I feel that this is 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 very much the same thing. Like people want to do the things they want to do. They don't want to be spoon fed what you think they are. You know, like oh, well, you're too stupid. So here's the simple version. Like yeah, you know, yeah. People who are too stupid have found the simple version for decades. They'll they'll right. keep
1: finding it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we need to stop making it easier for stupid people.
0: <laughs> well, we don't right. have to make it. Well, I think make it harder for people who like to be engaged mm-hmm. to enjoy themselves. Like, yeah. you know, there's so much garbage out there. You could also let some good stuff be out there. Oh, I'm sorry. I have another tantrum that just came up to me. And Oh, I, boy. Uh, just a brief one. I just discovered that um, Disney has Doctor Who now. So oh. no one will ever see Doctor Who again unless it's on Disney. The new yeah. season of Doctor Who is coming out on Disney Plus. Mm. Which means I'm never watching Doctor Who again. And it's too bad because they're changing from a potentially they're changing from a woman doctor who is also um involved who who also like it's weird because it's Doctor Who. You watch Doctor Who at all? I I'm familiar. I've never really you know that it's the watched. same being that just changes outside shapes which yes. i think is the greatest trope in the history of television like yeah you know ra- like well we don't we don't, the doctor just yeah sometimes he's a different guy that's fine but this is yeah. the first time it was a woman
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um you know and it has a has a special relationship with another woman on the show um and she's like well you know you don't really understand who i am and now she's about to change into a black guy yeah, um, and people are going to lose their minds <laughs> and I'm going to have to boycott it because it's on Disney and they're like forcing me <laughs> to be.
1: Not because it's changing, uh, not because it will be a black guy, but because it's on Disney plus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's, 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 it's really frustrating to be, you know, like it's like not being able to boycott Chick-fil-A. It's like, I don't need a Chick-fil-A. Well, a. <laughs> I would wouldn't need a Chick-fil-A. So I can't stop. Right. Um, but I, I, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. It just occurs to me that Disney just had the mermaid thing, so they're mm. uh, they're doubling down apparently. Um, but I like Doctor Who, what it's going to be. It's a it's a shame that they will have it now and have it forever. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And, and I mean, we've talked about it before, but that seems to be the the biggest concern is every, you know, there not being room for smaller, independent and, you know, creative, creative stuff.
0: Yeah. And I, so I'm working on an essay in my head. Um, it's going to be titled, like, why the fuck should we save movie theaters? Mm. And um, the main point of the argument is any town that could save a movie theater already has. Like if you have a movie theater in your town, that movie Mm -hmm. town has been saved. I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to save AMC. I do not give a fuck about AMC. I do not care even a little bit about Lowe's and I can buy a Marvel movie. If I don't want to watch it on this, like they're they've I'm not the target market, which is why they can do whatever they want to me. But I'm not I'm not nostalgic for going to the mall to see movies like I remember the argument about these cineplexes are going to kill movie theaters and everybody's like no it makes it easier it makes it better and now they're like streaming is going to kill movie theaters I'm like good let them fucking die you know <laughs> If you live in a town that has a movie theater it's going to have it no matter what happens because that movie theater if Just like if you live in a town that has an independent bookstore, guess what? You don't need to save bookstores. You already have. You have and you have been. Yeah. So you're you're
1: talking like uh, the Clayton Theaters of the world, right? Clayton Theater is going to be
0: fine. Yes, absolutely. You're like, I will go to the Clayton Theater. I will go to the Clayton Theater and watch a movie. I would donate if they needed a Kickstarter because they were closed during COVID. But they didn't. You know why? Because they're in a place that supports an independent movie theater. It's just that simple. Yeah. Right. And so this, like, go see it in the movies. Anything I see in the movies is almost certainly on streaming anyway. I live in, you know, the Iowa of the East Coast. And, <laughs> you know, it's three Marvel movies, the latest Ty- Tyler Perry joint, and Halloween 12, you know, and th- it's not like I can support a movie that I would like to see. They, don't ever show movies that I would go to here. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't arbitrarily, I can't say, yeah. Oh, I want to, I want to show that I came out to see this movie because they don't play those movies by
1: me. Yeah. Ever. I discovered this art film at my yeah. local cineplex.
0: Yeah. Never going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's a very, and when they say coastal elites, I think they mean literally New York and Los Angeles. Cause I'm on the coast and I would love to be a coastal elite, but there's nothing elite. About this part of the coast, so it's hard. Actually,
1: you know what? I, I. Well, no, the, except for the guys who come from DC to, uh, you know, to
0: to Rehoboth, where they have a movie theater that still works <laughs> and is an independent,
1: or to, or to, you know, to hunt. uh oh, Rums, yeah. Rumsfeld's farm.
0: Yeah, yes, yes, yes. We were like we were just out. I was just out in Easton twice this week, and uh, still don't like it. <laughs> How about that? Shocker. We're going to run out of time before we get to talk about the one thing I honestly want to do. Didn't did want to talk about. So as I've mentioned on the show before, I am in the death care industry now. Also, yes. there's such a thing called the death care industry, which is the funeral business. It's um, I, I cover the funeral business. I cover the death care industry. And this week in The New York Times, there was a story about a new or rising process in which, if you have a well maintained tattoo when you die, there's a company that will have it cut from your, let's say, back and then tan it or treat it in some way and then put it in a frame for you to hang in your house.
1: For your loved ones to hang.
0: For your loved ones to hang piece in their house. Of your. Your, skin. The, they your peel, skin. They're peeling the skin from your body. So putting it in a frame.
1: So so grandpa Didi who's got a deer skin on the wall, could have also had his uh Popeye tattoo from his
0: well, from his butt from his brother. They were pretty clear it would like a Popeye tattoo is not gonna fly. It has to be it has to be done professionally in a in a parlor hmm. Because they use the right kinds of inks. And it also has to be well maintained. Yeah, because otherwise it won't survive the process. OK. But other than that, yeah, you can have it. And it's interesting. I mean, so could I, for instance, arrange to have my skin taken off my back and used to bind a book, you know, like. Uh, a, oh, so yeah, no, that's a good question. Skin right yeah. has 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 this just become is this something we always could have done and nobody knew about it or is it just the prevalence of tattoos that is making this more attractive that i do not know yeah um so you you are a tatted heavily tatted person how do you not heavily tatted i'm sorry you're heavily tatted in my world <laughs> <laughs> i don't even i don't even think in your world they count you as having tattoos no no <laughs> so <laughs> but i would like i would like your your take on it
1: I, I do think it's interesting. So uh, our daughter, Nellie, is uh, a, an apprentice at a tattoo parlor. So uh, they've been a tattooing for the past year. And, you know, and one of the things that's very big in the tattoo industry is memorial tattoos. Uh, you know, and one of the guys up there quoted me, quoted like N- close to 50 percent of the tattoos that that any shop does is somebody's name, dates, a picture. And uh, in, in fact, Nellie uh, herself in, in the, you know, just be just starting out has done a huge back piece, which was a Memorial tattoo uh, uh, for a guy whose daughter passed away. And it was a piece of artwork that his daughter had, had drawn. And Nellie has tattooed this on his back. So you know, memorializing thing is very much a part of that culture, you know, the, the, the tattoo culture. I don't know if it works the other way. Like I don't, you know, we have some and have often claimed, uh, you know, we're art collectors, you know, I I have a very big piece by one artist in particular, who's relatively well-known in the, in that industry. And it, it makes me wonder if like something like that is of value, whether it's, whether it's on or off me. I mean, That's certainly crazy. the the whole, the whole point of this is that it would be, uh, it would be sentimental, but yeah, that raises the question is like, like, what if, <laughs> yeah, what if Todd Noble uh you know becomes even more famous and uh and collecting his art is um you know like other art becomes a value and then my kids w- <laughs> want to capitalize on it or you know and they take my arm and then sell it at auction for it's, for something
0: well and my my other question would be and this is a silly question but I like to ask it like Couldn't they have the whole arm like where I know this is a slippery slope (laughs) argument, but like there are people who are so tattooed that you could just pull all of their skin off and hang all of their skin on the wall. You could hang their bodysuit on the wall after. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, why not just if why not just take your arm and mount it? Yeah. This is my dad's mounted arm highlighting his tattoo taxidermy daddy
1: yeah well and then also the reverse of the process and putting a tattoo on you know you're working you know a drawing is made on a flat surface but a lot of uh consideration is is taken into the the contours of the part of the body that it's going on so it is meant to show on uh, a contoured and moving canvas essentially right so Like, how do you, like, you know, it raises the question, if you were a tattooer, would you, would you want that (laughs) out there? Like, you're giving it to a person. And then if somebody is able to recover that uh, at the time of your death, a loved one, obviously, but still it's like, I don't, you know, I don't know if, if I were a tattooer, if I would want my Artwork of someone's skin hanging on somebody's wall.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the 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 alternative the way, is... Natalie is sitting next
1: to me. She's like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, she. I
0: guess she didn't. She didn't see this. <laughs> she story. only hears. She's only hearing my end of it. Uh, so, um, the alternative, though, would be to just have it disappear forever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I course, think I mean, that
1: photographs I mean right I mean yeah
0: well yeah and, and well that, that's I mean why not just do the photograph like why <laughs> Like, why do you really need your your loved one's skin because the art is available like take a really good picture you can have it blown up you can have it put on canvas you can have yeah. it put on deer skin and pretend but yeah. You, yeah but you don't have to make anybody like violate you know grandpa's corpse so that so that you can have the literal tattoo hanging up on the wall well and what what i don't understand is like how is this how is this
1: legal like wh- i mean what where do you where do you lose the ability to um be in control of what happens to you after you die
0: oh well you yeah after after you die if you don't have a will whoever's in charge of you is all the way in charge of you yeah right but the other the other interesting point is how it's also not, if you think of it like somebody gets cremated, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get the, quote, ashes, unquote, back, they're really just the bones that have been pulverized. Right. So you're getting the bones back and nobody seems to be, you know, right, creeping That's out no- about that. But then yeah. if you can get the bones back and you can get the skin back, why can't you be taxidermied? Like, what's the difference between having like, there's the bones and there's the skin (laughs) and there's grandpa sitting in his favorite chair
1: or un or unpulverized bones?
0: Yeah. Just an articulated skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have that done. My children would be happy to have an articulated skeleton of me (laughs) hanging any place. (laughs) But things like that. And that's the, the one thing that people don't think about. Things like that are doomed to become a burden mm. like i know my great 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 grandchildren don't want to have to deal with should we throw out grandpa's bones or should we leave them hanging up you know what i mean it's it's right. like after a while yeah yeah after a generation really like it's hard to keep like all right i have grandma's bible but do i really need all her plates i'll give them the goodwill somebody to use them right like yeah yeah or 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 grandma's art you know she she had these she had these pictures of two little kids that i remember seeing when i was a little kid but it's garbage humble not humble, i guess you know what i mean it's it's just it's something tacky that i liked as a kid and i kept as a Mm grown-up how many generations before you just put that shit and goodwill you know and yeah. you know when you're talking about a piece of human flesh <laughs> <laughs> uh start looking for human flesh in goodwills in about 25 to 40 years i guess as yeah. generations uh like i don't want that because that's the that's what happens right when people die they're like i don't want that yeah. Yeah. i always hated that i i have uh let me show you my clock say, yeah, have I shown yeah, you my there, clock the
1: more, there are more there are more fights about uh who will take oh my goodness what is this
0: this is my fdr clock that oh, i man. bought for my father i he had one when i was little and it broke mm-hmm. and then i saw one i will tell you how much i paid for this and it will shock the living fuck out of you this was a <laughs> 200 dollars piece of non working clock that i purchased oh, man. almost as a gag yeah um, But I mean, really, who's going to keep that after I'm gone? I don't (laughs) I don't think anybody. And if you're listening online, you can look up FDR man of the hour clock and you'll see it. There were about, I don't know, 10,000 of them made, and each one is uglier than the last.
1: But they hold their value at about two hundred dollars for a non-working clock.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think people collect them. But again, people collect them who like. No offense intended. If you looked at that guy, you wouldn't say that's FDR. He doesn't even look like FDR. He looks like. He looks is more like, like a, a grandfather. It's like a jowly old Italian man in that. Yeah, in with that like a sculpture. buffalo skin
1: hat on or something. Is that that's that actually is?
0: that's a, um, that's a microphone wind, wind oh. screen. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I put that on just making sure, just because make it it's sure. fit. I'm like, well, this fit. If this fits, it's staying.
1: <laughs> so he's got an FDR with a dead cat on his head.
0: Yes, essentially. We've which, gone way over. Which is the
1: the, the technical uh, technical term for. Him microphone windscreen Uh,
0: i'm so sorry that we went over i'm so sorry about my rant i don't take anything back but i wish i had those five minutes that i lathered on about morons having cancer than to talk about other things but i didn't so we'll try next week um other than that though i have nothing else how about you uh i got nothing all right well remember till next time at the beach
1: it's happy hour whenever you say it is right
0: Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by Dumb Luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.